It is pricking the bubble time. This is Mike DeLama, and I would like to welcome you back. And we're going to say a quick hello to Dr. Brant Raven over there in Dr. Brant Laven. Laven? Brent Raven, lad. How's it going? Oh, I'm very well, Mike Delana. How are you doing? I hate your introductions, yeah. by the way. The way you introduce the show is just really shit. Is it? Yes. Oh, how do. should I do it? Tell me, never, give, I mean, because, a... I mean, oh, oh, yes, it's pricking the bubble. Yeah, you know what? They know. They're, 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 they're <laughs> subscribed, hopefully. They're, you know, yes. they know where, where, what the show is right. called. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um, someone who's more pleasant to me is Audio Pete. I hate you too, Mike. Don't worry. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> no, Audio Pete, give Hello, me a break, everyone. man. He's about as pleasant as a bowl of sugar. <laughs> yes. I'll take that as a compliment. Yes. Doctor? Yes. Hello. How, could, how could it be taken any other way? Mm. All right. So we're, we're, clearly we're all surviving still. What are, we, what are we in for this particular isolation? Week what? Three, four? I don't know what we're up to. Well, I reckon for days. me. I don't know what, even what day of the week it is. No, I reckon no, for me no. it's week five. Well, that's true. You you were working at home before the rest of us. Yeah, no, week five for me. Um, look, I've gotten used to it. I mean, it's it's sort of okay. I mean, the only thing I'm missing is I, I because of the nature of the work that I do, I usually have two screens and my laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the moment, I've only got my laptop and one screen. I'm using like a TV as a screen, which works reasonably well because I'm limited with space. Yeah. But you know what? You know who's loving this uh, this at the moment is all your fellow workmates because they're still at work. What do you mean? Oh, that no, was comedy. Then. Thank oh, you. Oh, right. I got you now. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be here all week? Yes. Oh, yes. Very good. Don't try the veal. No, very, right. no, very, very good. Um, what, no, no, what? but seriously, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of fairly used to it, but I'm not going to complain. I'm very cognizant how many people um, have maybe not got a job and and the Hold horrible on, you're not going to complain no who is this yeah i know i'm you know i'm not going to complain about this it would be pretty okay, horrible right. to do that right because well, how, how about i introduce a topic you can complain about oh yes okay so so uh, <laughs> I, I actually wanted to jump in with a different topic today but and and oh. you don't know what that is but i'm, okay. I'm happy to to listen to your topic so go for it Okay, well, we'll say, make sure you write your one down. We can do it next time. All right. What I wanted to say is, or what I, why I'm going to introduce is to say, look, there's no doubting that leading a community or a state or province or whatever it is, even even a country is hard at the best of times, which is why a lot of leaders aren't very good at it. But how about during a time of crisis? And what I'd like to discuss is leadership during this particular time. So look, we've got during war, pretty much everyone gets behind the leader. You'd agree with that? Yes, it's very... What a boring war. topic this is, man. It's not a boring topic. So how about, so I'll give you another example. So if we look at 9-11, you know, that unpleasant thing. Pretty much everyone got behind Bush, even though he was a bit of a knob. So his his rate, approval ratings went from like 50%, which you would think is pretty average, to 90%. Okay, so that's that's good. But what, I, what I'm wondering is what's going to happen with this? Can we only look at uh, whether leadership's been good in hindsight? So, or or can we assess it as we're going along? I think we can assess it as it's going along. It's the best time to assess it, I think. Myself. But what can you do about it? What can you do about it during that time? Um, shout, shout, throw things about. <laughs> oh, 
I don't really know right, what to so say it, about this particular topic. I'm not sure I have well, a particular opinion. Um, well, no, this is what I want to do. So how are we going to assess whether they've done a good job? So do we get to the end of this and, so, and look at the number of deaths each country's got and say, all right, well, you got the fewest deaths, that's excellent. Or do we look at the population and then the number of deaths per population? Or do we say, well, your economy is completely screwed, so you haven't done very well, but a lot of people survive, that's fine. Or how quick they recover? What, what are the what are the things we're assessing? What wow. are the things we're looking Just at? So difficult to say. Uh, yeah. Oh, heavens! It really, really <laughs> is hard to say. I mean, how do you, how do you where, where do you, how do you start? I mean, yeah. I mean, how do you start? I, I think I think leadership isn't about how many people survived or necessarily maybe how well your economy did. Um, because right. there could be other factors involved that might impact those things. Um, I Such think, as? Well, I mean, you, you might be a, you might be a relatively small country that doesn't have a great economy to begin with. Or you might be a country Would that like. Would that be New Zealand, for example? Is that? Well, maybe. That, I don't know. You look at New Zealand. I no don't know. To anyone in you New might Zealand. be like, uh, well, let's, let's put New Zealand on the shelf for now. Cause I think there's uh, okay. a few things that can be said about New Zealand, right? Um, Mm-hmm. But you might be a country like, say, India, for example, and I, I'm not, I don't want to pick and choose countries, but, you know, India does have a lot of poverty, like, like not just poverty, mm-hmm. but like extreme poverty, right? Um, or, or does, and, and so your people may not survive simply because, um, um, you've got a lot of poverty, um, which, which is actually a very interesting and related point because, mm. um, okay, you look at, say, a country like India and you think, well, why is that country, why does it have so much poverty? And why is there such a massive, just crazy, crazy gap between the rich and the poor? Why is that the case? I mean, that's... Well, that, that's that's, a, that's a, fa- a function of the fact that there's so many, isn't it? No, you I wouldn't say... No, have. no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it's necessarily... No? Nah, I would say it's necessarily a function of the uh, potentially the level of corruption involved. Yeah, that's um, true. Actually, it I, is pretty friggin' corrupt over there. We've yeah. had dealings through our work, and yeah, it's nuts. I, I would say, and again, I don't want to cast um, aspersions on um, on on anyone or any nation or anything. I'm just saying what I've read, what yeah. I've and what I've experienced. Right. Um, so you know, you look at a country like that, and you think, hmm. Uh, you know, interesting country. Uh, why? Do, I mean, they've had poor leadership even before this crisis, um, mm. and and that poor leadership comes as a function of the level of corruption. I mean, I've got some. I work with a lot lot of um, Indian folk, um, and mm. look uh, like any human. The, the, some of them are you know, complete dickheads, and you just don't want to deal with them. And some of them are the nicest people, very smart, very technical, just a bit. I have to say, you know, every project that I've ever worked on, there's always some, um, there's always some offshore team or you're working with Indian people. And I have to say that they are, they are some of the best people I've ever worked with, really. They are really the best. And, and they will freely admit that their own country is corrupt. They freely admit that. They're, they're disgusted by it and they freely admit it. Um, mm. so, you know, you, you have to sort of wonder about these things. I find myself constantly wondering about these things. Um, so, well, hold on. So then, the, then what you're getting at, I suppose, is that the the how we gauge the success of any leadership during this particular crisis has to be individual to the country because we can't. I think it has to be individual. I think it has to be individual to the leader. Actually, I mean, again, let's pull pull um, uh, New Zealand off the shelf, right? Mm. I I haven't really read much about 
what New Zealand has done in this in the time of this crisis. I know that it's done quite a lot, and I know that it's um, managed to stave off a big bulk of all the issues that, in most countries, and in a lot of ways is being used as a model. Um, as a model. Um, now, what's the Prime Minister, what, what's her Christian name? I, I, her, Jacinda Ardern. J- Jacinda, Jacinda Ardern, right? Now, now again, I, I don't know much about her, but what's what I found interesting reflecting on, on what New Zealand has done is that um, she had a crazy amount of, of respect from people mm. way prior to this crisis, way prior, right? A lot, you know, she, I don't think her leadership was ever in question, ever. Mm. I, I can't, I can't think of a time prior to this crisis where, where people well, I, said, where people looked at her and said, oh, she's a terrible leader. I mean, and, 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 and there was a, there was a, there, there was something, um, I saw an interview with her, um, mm. which, which just impressed the absolute life out of me. It really did. And, and she was commenting about, um, it was a radio interview and the, the host of the radio interview, either for, for real or just mucking around, says something about women being in the workforce and all this sort of stuff. And she mm. said, and she said, no, look, I'm not offended by your comment. She said, I'm not offended by that at all because I opened up the topic. I opened up the comment. And so I'm open, I'm open to what you've got to mm. say, but you're making that comment about other people, other women who, haven't opened up the topic, and that's what I find offensive. And I just thought, you're mm. a. F-, I just thought to myself, you're a fucking good person. You are. I just thought, geez, mm. man, you people can really learn a lot of from you. And 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 I, that that impressed me. It, it sh- that is what I call a good leader. And and that but was that, you know, you know, just a solid leadership. And I can't explain it. I can't explain why I think that. Just She just oozes it. I one, really... thing, one thing I would say is that New Zealand's gone through a fair bit of shit in recent years. So whether it's an earthquake or whether it's that massacre that happened in the mosque and all those sorts of things. And she's come forward <clears throat> and I think the, what she's, she's come forward with a um, compassion. She's come forward with trying to look for solutions rather than immediately getting angry and demonising people. So, you know, she... She was uh, internationally. She was seen to be forgiving and uh, having some. Uh, how would you say it? Like she, she's got some empathy for the people who are in these positions. Now we're looking at that from a purely international perspective. We don't. We're not judging her, her leadership on her day-to-day stuff in New Zealand. But uh, Peter, did you see any or hear any of that yeah. stuff? I know you were only there for six days, yeah. but did, did you get an impression or a feeling? Yeah, well, the, the, as you say, you're exactly right. And when we look internationally at other leaders, we see like the highlight reel, if if you mm. like. But when you're there, like there'll be people who will grumble about her as any a leader gets grumbled about. So you don't get mm. everyone there. Like, and I did have this conversation uh, with, with New Zealanders there in the short time I was there. Um, and people say, oh, you know, we'd say, oh, we think, Jacinda Ardern is fantastic and pe- they would sort of say, well, there's problems and she's having problems mm. with her own party, holding her party together and all that sort of thing. So there's a lot there, of course, that New Zealanders are aware of that uh, the international community aren't. But one thing I did mm. notice about her is that she's quick to take action and she takes decisive action. 
And well, that's and, that's and, what's happened yes, now, isn't it? Yes, and she always and the joke there is that um, they always make these decisions before Australia. Australia always follow New Zealand's mm. lead, which is almost always true. Um, except perhaps in the gun issue that we had, uh, we we got rid of our guns some twenty odd more years ago. Yeah, but Australia's and, uh, like that. Australia and, is absolutely like that. Australia doesn't. Yeah. Australia likes to see itself as a leader, but it yeah. isn't. It's a follower. It isn't. Yeah. And it, New and Zealand it made all the big social things like they. It's got, either following the UK, us. the US, or New Zealand. Australia loves to sit there and think, "Oh yes, you know, we've got this leadership and that leadership." Fuck you. You've got right. nothing. You've got yeah, nothing, and if and 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 and, uh, and and you know you 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 contribute zero to generally any world economy or any world situation. You're lucky that you even exist. You know that, that's uh. that's the bottom line, and and uh, and I and I absolutely despise it when people try and make out that Australia is some sort of um, you know massive country that's that's has this massive amount of leadership in the world. Give me a break. You know, it's funny though, because New Zealanders think that we're the go-getters, we're the we're the deal makers, we're the we're the ones that make things happen. That's what a New Zealanders view of us. And I think, well, gee, that that's mm. that's a funny perception that because I don't see that at all. No, Australia. Um, this yeah. is and it, and it's 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 good that we're sort of talking about this. Australia should be a world leader. It should yeah, be a world going leader. For us. Right, because we've got yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things that are, that are really, really um, great about Australia as a nation. So it's far away from everywhere else, which means it, it, it's it's not impacted as many as a lot of other countries might be. So, for example, you know, continental Europe and and all those sorts of places, you know, um, um, Asia. It's not as impacted. It's in the Asia region, so it can provide a lot of leadership in that region. Um, it's a young country, so it can learn from a lot of the mistakes made from all the other countries. Um, it has all, just it has to be said as a the nation of Australia. It's a young country. They remember, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. <laughs> we're yeah, not so, a young country. Yes, yeah, so so, so there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things there where where Australia could actually do really well, and it's probably one of the criticisms. I've got to put forward about it as a country in that it doesn't fucking learn from these countries. It comes up, you know, goes forward with the stupidest ideas, the stupidest notions, and they put the stupid politicians, put this stupid grin on their head, you know, and you just so, think so you are on, an absolute on. fuckwit. Hold on, Pete, you, you both mentioned it, or one of you mentioned it before about the uh, the gun thing, how we yes. did it 20 years ago. So if we look yeah. back into 1996 when... Uh, John Howe was our Prime Minister at the time, yep. and we had the gun massacre in Port Arthur, and part of the reaction to that was to do the whole banning of the guns, the buyback. Yes. You would say that that was good leadership. I, I suspect it wouldn't have mattered who was in charge then. They would have done the same sort of thing. But you can look back at that now, 14 years later, and say, well, there have been no gun massacres. But you can't say that. You can't just say it doesn't matter who... Low. Yeah, but you hang on. You well, can't no, just I said say it was a conservative have... government. I'm glad it was a conservative government because in the US, it's the Democrats who, who are who are more left wing than the than the Republicans, of course, who are being accused mm. of wanting to take the guns away. And I'm sort of yeah. glad that in Australia, you know, the the Americans can't say, "Oh, the lefties took the gu the guns away from you." No, it was a conservative government here who yeah, took yeah. the guns yeah. away. And I'm very no, glad. Hang on, that. hang on, uh, hang on, Lama, Lama Mike. You can't just sit there yeah. and say it doesn't matter who would have been in charge. 
You know, they would have done the same thing. Well, no, we, no, that's we don't my know suspicion. that. We don't know that they would have necessarily. No, that's right. Done it's that. something that can't be it can't be judged. That's right. right. So, so, so we can't we can't make that statement. Um, you know, H- Howard jumped in. Prime Minister Howard at the time jumped in, made that call. And let me say as well, um, leadership doesn't mean you necessarily have to always make the right call. Leadership mm. can mean that you've made a mistake, right? But you're being definitive about it. Yeah, leadership just says. Here's what we're going to do, and here's how we're going to do it, and we're going to we're going to go forward, and we're going to do this. We're going to do X, mm. right? And you may Clear not li- you may not like the answer, and 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 history may show that it was even the wrong thing to do, but yep. it, but leadership says you know another another example of leadership is uh, Julia Gillard, right? Who mm. who in my opinion um, was a terrible leader. Um, um, and I didn't like her one bit. You and I argued a lot about her. Um, and, mm. and, and I didn't like her one bit, uh, because I just thought she was, well, I, I thought she lied to the public and I honestly th- thought she was a terrible leader. But she mm. did make some decisions that were, and, and, and showed her to be a good leader. Um, one of which was, um, the, the, um, the disability care thing. Oh, NDIS. Yeah. Yeah, so that, so that someone with a disability was not left behind, right? Now yeah. you know how much I love, you know, giving people money, right? You know, you know how much I believe <laughs> yes. in in welfare and all that sort of stuff. But I thought yes. I looked upon that and I thought, yeah, you know what? That's really good leadership. I don't want people who have who are differently abled because of an illness or whatever. I don't want them suffering. That might be yeah. me one day. It might be a family member or a friend. I don't want that. Right, so I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm prepared to pay for that. I'm, I, I don't like it. I'd, I'd rather pay nothing, but that's not reality. And I'd, and, and and if I have to pay, then I'd rather pay for fucking that than than pay for mm. some fucking AFL bailout or some shit, right? <laughs> Jesus. So, yes. so and you would come back to that eventually, yeah? No, no, no. So, so, so that's my point, right? That's so, so a, a, le- a leader doesn't necessarily always have to make good decisions. And a, a terrible leader overall can make some good decisions, which are represent good good leadership. Um, mm. John Howard, I thought, was an absolutely amazing leader. I really, really thought um, he was one of the best um, um, leaders that uh, this country has ever seen and will ever see. Um, really? Yeah, absolutely. I think he did some. Whereas I think he was a cock. But anyway, well, go on. Well, I, I just I, I thought he. He really strove hard for the country. He had some good ideas, and even some of his bad ideas. I thought, well, you know, he's committed to them, and he and he believes in them. Um, um, Look, I, one I, thing I would say about leadership, he certainly kept his own party together most of the time. Right there, you go. There you go. I mean, that alone, mm. that alone was uh, was a mm. good, was the right thing to do. He only, you know, you know, he he made one major fuck up. Howard did one major one, and that is he stayed right. on too long, right? He fucking stayed on too long. He should have passed the mantle. Wasn't that the problem with the Costello? <laughs> well, yeah, it is. It is um, right through history. Yeah. You know, if you want to, if you want to talk Romans, we could certainly talk about the Romans. Um, but but what Howard in 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 the Australian space should have done? He should have passed the leader um, the leadership on to Costello, um, who so for, should that, for, for those that, that are not listening, about- Peter, Peter Costello was the. Oh, yes. Was the treasurer for our country, um, and John Howard was the prime minister. He stayed on for too long. Um, Peter Mm -hmm. Costello, the treasurer, had aspirations to become prime minister, 
but Howard stayed on and didn't pass on the mantle. I believe quite firmly that the country would have been a lot better off under the leadership of Costello overall. Um, Again, we may have to agree to disagree. Right. No. Well, you, you, you can. I'm, I'm happy for you to be completely wrong, um, <laughs> as as often you are. Um, but you know, right. if you and, and again, uh, um, Costello and Howard were from the Liberal Party, the the Conservative Party in Australia. Um, if you look at the Labor Party, all a bunch, the the majority of them, a bunch of the worst leaders you could ever ever come up with. Seriously, if you could name Again, five good Again, leaders we from Labor, have to agree to disagree. No, no, absolute shit leaders. The only good leader that Labor produced in in sort of recentish times, maybe two. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you Paul Keating and I'll give Paul you Keating. yeah and uh, Bob Hawke, right? right? Seriously, um, if you want to talk good leadership. Uh, you, you can look at Bob Hawke and I don't think any person would ever disagree that that, you know, conservative or otherwise would ever disagree that he was a great leader. And you know, and, well, and well, uh, you on. know, and, and, yeah. and what was great about those guys, you know, I remember, I remember seeing, um, 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 Paul Keating in parliament calling, calling people scumbags and stuff like that. They well, were human. There was a lot looser. A lo- they were looser human, man. Their, uh... They were human. They showed their humanity and you had to love it. You had to love that they showed that humanity. They were human. And let me, and, but, and let me but... say one of the things that I liked, um, when, when Kevin Rudd, was um, was looking to become prime minister. You know, people kept coming out and saying, "Oh yeah, you know, he went to a strip strippers and he went to the strip shows mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff." That to me, that to me didn't didn't dissuade me from voting for him, and I did at the time, right? That didn't dissuade me from voting for him. That just showed me how human he was. Mm. He showed humanity but, in who he was. But hold on, is that the same sort of thing that you think people look at Trump? now and think, oh, yeah, you know, the way he says those things, he's not taking, he's not following any of this PC crap, he's not doing that. So you think that's the same reason people yeah, lean I, towards I, Trump? i got to say, I, I, for me, the jury really is out with Trump. I just don't know what to say. I, I think it's because he knows as much about politics as most of his constituents. His base. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't know anything about that. Politics is an enigma to them. And they really identify with someone also who doesn't know anything about. Well, that explains why he would have got in in the first place. Yeah, don't you reckon? Yeah. yeah. So, so he would have got in because he was his campaign was effectively, I'm not a politician like all these other people. I'm going to do this stuff. I'm not not speaking politically correct. I'm not saying the things that everyone thinks they should say. I'm saying the way what what a whole bunch of people think. Yes. Except now, nearly four years later, do they still think that? <laughs> Yeah, they do. <laughs> they really? Do, yeah. do they? Yeah, it's I just so still, hard. Trump, Trump is such a uh, wild card that it's just so hard to judge whether. Um, I mean, I've would never, you? Would you? Are you? Are you happy to classify Trump as a bad leader? Sorry, say that again. Are you uh, happy? Yeah. To cl- oh yeah, I think you are. I think yeah, a bucket of spew would be a better leader. Um, <laughs> Honestly, at least a bucket of spew wouldn't um, crow about how his building's now the tallest in Manhattan on nine eleven. After the- <laughs> on the right. day of nine eleven, yes, <laughs> on the day of nine eleven, he was saying, "Well, now my building's the tallest in Manhattan." That was appalling. That was yes. so bad. Um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, who Yeah, okay. You, you, you've, yeah, okay. But more to the point, you've, all you have to do... Not much to say after no, that, do I? Yeah, all, yeah. All, more to the point, all you have to actually do is listen to his pref- press conferences over the last couple of months to to see... Uh, I guess this is the this is the, the leadership question I've got got going. He's not leading. He and he's he's dilly dallying. He says one thing one press conference and the next thing the next. You know there are people in America who don't know what the hell the freaking message is that they should be doing for this because this guy early on said, "Oh no, it's just like the flu. It's nothing to worry about. We've only got a couple of cases. We'll be right. It'll it be done hoax. by he e- said it was a democratic, a democratic hoax. hoax. It'll be done by Easter." We'll be back at work by Easter, and now he's saying all these other things. I've, I've again, I think I said this in a previous podcast. I watched him do a press conference where the doctor came out, the Surgeon General, whoever the hell the person is, came out, explained all the stuff, and he immediately contradicted what this lady said. And the lady had to come back up and say, "No, no, that's not what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying." And then he did it again. That is not leadership. Yet people are going to w- listen to him. They're going to watch him and pre- take preference for the things that he's saying over what this medical expert is saying. What are we saying? That Surely that is crap leadership. That mm, is. It is. <laughs> it is. I, I mean, there's, there's no, there really is no, yeah. there's no other position you can have. Yeah. It just, it just astounds me that, that he can come. And he's had as much of, I think, for the last three years, he's been a giant knob. For for the last three months, it's become it's not just being a giant knob; it's becoming a dangerous knob, and it's the sort of <laughs> just going to keep saying knob. It's the kind of knob that it's potentially costing people their life. Well, it is. They they quickly because they didn't take decisive action on this virus crisis. Mm-hmm. They they quickly overtook China as you know with the greatest number of infections. It, an astonishingly quick time. It was just one week really that they jumped ahead of everyone and doubled the amount of infections in China. And they still won't do things like close the churches. He's still... I mean, it's a different deal there with the federal government making orders. Here, the federal government can say um, the, the churches must be closed and mm. the churches will close. But there, it's sort of a state thing and then people can make arguments against it. Um, but I think if he said, look, the churches have to close, um, along with all other you know, uh, assemblies... Um, then the churches would close, I think. What, a, he, what about he at, hasn't yet? What about at a very basic level where he is postulating, oh, we could be using this drug here, an anti-malaria mm. drug, to try and treat it, and then people go out and use it and die? Yeah. Where's the responsibility? Yes. Is he going to be held responsible for that, or, or, or how does that, how does that work? Well, no. Ultimately, ultimately, the responsibility is with the person. You can't. Come on. Well, hold on a minute. Where do they get the drugs? They'd have to get them from a doctor, wouldn't they? And they well, that's that tr- that's true. That's true. Say, you know, well, this won't cure COVID nineteen. It'll probably make you sick and die. Possibly. <laughs> I'll take it so anyway. Hopefully, they're getting other other advice. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's not just all Trump, but he should not be saying that. And if he is, people got to jump in like that. Like you said, that woman did jump in immediately and say, no, no, that's not what I said. Everything he says has has to have a disclaimer on it. Really. <laughs> yes, he's he's in a tricky situation because he spent the last three years trying to build up everything he's done by saying it's tremendous, it's the greatest thing, and now they've got the greatest number of deaths, the greatest number of infections. Yes. He he has to try not to say it's, we've got the greatest number of deaths. This is fantastic. That's the worst Trump voice. Yes. Ever. But it's, we lead the world. Yeah, that's right. We're leading the world in deaths. 
it's it's the one time he can't be trying. But but even when that comes out, he says, "No, no, we're going really well. We're getting this under control." And you're like, mm, "Are you really? No, I'm not no. sure that you are." And and no. again, whose fault is this? I mean, so like what, what of, um, should be what should he be saying? Yeah. What should he be saying in order to demonstrate good leadership? Well, as you said, he should be should consistent. He just be honest. Yes, he should. He should step aside and let <laughs> let the medical people speak. speak. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And and there's no point in him coming on and saying, "Oh, I spoke to this person, and they're tremendous. They're great." And it's just just shut up for a minute. Let the experts speak. You can come on and say we're going to listen to the experts. That's where your leadership should come in. It shouldn't be I'm going to uh, over talk the person who's the expert and and tell you what I think. No. Good leaders know when to delegate, and he doesn't know when to delegate because he's too busy undoing his pants and trying to wave his own penis in the wind. It's just he's in such a a constant position where he has to prove himself to everyone else that it gets in the way of, of, as you say, an honest, a consistent, a reliable message. He's not doing that. And yet his supporters, as brain-dead as some of them may be, continue to to rally behind him. I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. I mean, I look I look here at home in Australia. We have, so where we are, we have our Premier of a state, so that's, I guess that's like the Governor, I guess, of a state, saying one thing, but they're in part, they're in a, a group meeting with the Prime Minister and the other, the other state leaders so that there's a consistent message. Now, where we are, our particular leader, so that's Daniel Andrews, in the state of Victoria, he goes a bit further and a bit harder than what the consensus is. But there's actually no harm in going a bit harder or a bit stronger because if the result is you don't get sick and you don't die, going a little bit harder, you know, no one's going to look back at that and go, hmm, if only he'd gone a bit softer. You know, it, no, no, they will. People will, will, and people are complaining about it now. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to say. They won't say. Um, they won't say if if only he'd gone a bit softer. What they'll say is, went too oh, you know, look at that. People didn't die. Oh, you know, I, I did all this stuff because, and 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 no one died. Yeah, no well, one died because it, you did all this stuff. It's exactly what happened with the Y2K bug, bug yep. when, when people yes. were going, oh, you know, um, um, you know, because people were going nuts and there was a lot, a lot of money spent and there was a lot of um, um, all this all this people, you know, saying uh, security this and got to redo your app that and yep. all this sort of stuff. And, and then at the end of it, people came out, Oh, what was all the big fuss about? No one, you know, nothing happened. Absolutely nothing happened and there was all this big fuss. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, well, yeah, that's exactly the point. People if did their got jobs. The big fuss, then it didn't work. Yep, people did their people jobs. People did their and jobs. So from you knob. So, you know. But isn't that, isn't that, doesn't that tell you something about people that you can do the right thing and prevent things and you actually get less uh, recognition or, or, you know, people aren't going to be saying, hey, that was a really good job, than if the disaster goes ahead and then you send them thoughts and prayers. You're going to get less less of a maybe hitting the poles or something like that. It just it doesn't work that way because people, people well, unless there's a disaster that happens. America's approach is different. 
America seems to be on the cure side of uh, focus rather than the prevention. Yes. Like he's talking a lot about treatments and vac- and um, vaccines on the way and ventilators. And that's where the focus seems to be at the moment in America is on the on the cure, treatment and cure of it once you've got it. They're not focusing on the... Staying at home and keeping away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and that seems to be a very American way of doing things, like to, to bomb the shit out of a problem mm. um, rather, than, rather than to find, if you like, a diplomatic solution, which is sort of... Yeah, that's a pretty accurate what, way of putting what, it. What it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Whereas we, we, we want to... I think in Australia, we want, to, we want that prevention, and we can do it here. We, we're a big country. We're not living on top of each other, and we know that we can do, we can do the um, isolation and the, and the social distancing pretty well already. So, that, um, so that's what's happened uh, in New Zealand. So going back to Dr. Mm. Raven mentioned putting it on the shelf, if we look closer mm. at New Zealand, that's what they did. They were one of the first ones to go into lockdown, weren't they? And they, they, they were yes. very full on with the whole... Social isolation. The only other ones I yeah. The only other ones I know were probably was it Taiwan. I think it was, or one of those who went into the same sorts of things. And and as as I was reading just the other day, Taiwan twice a year does a practice for this sort of situation. You know, they they they, they're not. You know, they are ready. They are ready. It's it's a bit like having the old air raid siren. You know, oh, this is a drill. We'll find out. They they know what to do. So this is why New Zealand, and I guess ours is coming down, our, our rates are coming down again. Um, that's why they're getting the positive feedback. You know, I, I actually haven't heard about New Zealand for a couple of weeks, but that's because they've been in lockdown, which is kind of what mm. we want, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah. we're back out of it again, and guess what? Things are good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they'll be yeah, one of the well, first it's countries all, uh, it's all interesting. I don't, yeah, look, New Zealand has done really well. Ours is coming down... Um, Ours is coming down really well and doing seems to be doing really well. So, but are we going to get to that point where everyone says, "Oh, look, the numbers are low. We should get back to work," and we go back to work and it flares up again? Yeah, it'll spring up. It really got to be none. It's got to be no cases. Mm. Well, they, well, that's what I've heard. I've heard you've basically got to have zero cases for what two weeks or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, um, or a month. Yeah. They took it. I think it'll be a month. Like. Um, You've got to have no cases, and then because the young young people or healthy people might not show any symptoms uh, for quite a long time. So yeah, we've really got to give it time. So there might be people infected that we don't know are infected, and they don't know they're infected. We probably had um, that in Tasmania. So you know, uh, uh, like this this week, last week, whenever it was, they said there was a flare up at one of the hospitals. Now they've been isolated; they've closed their borders. Oh, I know they're an island, but they've closed the borders mm-hmm. a, a couple of yeah. weeks back. But then they've had this flare-up, and it's like, oh, look at that. It actually doesn't take that much, you know, as far as time or anything, for suddenly you have a whole bunch of cases that, that cause you to have to lock down again. So yeah, I guess yeah. my question then is, Scott Morrison, how are we assessing – so that's our Prime Minister, in case you're wondering, Australian Prime Minister – how are we assessing his leadership at the moment? Oh, I don't know. Has he has I, he been consistent? I, has he been hard enough? Has he been? I, I find it difficult. Oh, it's very very difficult to. Um, I, I find it very very difficult to see him beyond the knob that he actually is. <laughs> right. Mm. 
So, but isn't isn't that so, I mean, isn't I'll that a bit like if we contrast him with Jacinda Ardern? She has a track record of not being a knob. So we're looking yeah, more so kindly. That was upon... the joke, wasn't it? When when um when he came out with the instructions that first week, and everyone was completely confused. They said, "Let's just listen to Jacinda Ardern <laughs> and do what she says." Yeah. Um, that was that was the joke because she did what she had an address to the nation of almost the same day, mm. and um and hers was much clearer and she knew what she was she knew could answer every question that was put to her mm. and she could answer clearly. He was his his was a confused mess of uh, spaghetti. Yeah, uh, you could not understand what he was talking about. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think the proof was there. Just uh, but, go oh, listen to Jacinta. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 very it's very hard to to really discuss this because um, I don't really trust any of them anyway. Right. Mm. So for me, um, I I find it difficult to look at them and say that that they are good leaders because I just don't have that trust. Mm. I I I always think they're looking after their own hip pocket. They're looking after their own mates, and I firmly believe that they don't give a shit about me or or you or anyone else. I really do believe that. I mean, I, this is not me just saying that because are you saying this I, about I leaders? Are you saying this about all leaders or all politicians? Well, how could I possibly say that about all leaders? I mean, I'm if if you were well, to Australian ask me. Well, if you if you were to ask me in general, mm-hmm. and I and I was forced I to answer, I'd say I'd probably say yes. Right. Um, all leaders. I don't think leaders. I don't think people generally are going to, um, you know, look after their constituents. I really don't believe but that. But do you I think, think they only do that? Do you think they enter politics? I think they do that because they're forced to do that. Yeah, but do you think they I don't enter think politics naturally... with good intentions, and then they just lose their way and become shitty leaders? Yeah, I don't know. It's really a hard question. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, look, there may be some. You're going to get a, a mix, right? Yeah, so there may be some people who do enter politics with good intentions and then end up being complete shitbags. Um, and and uh, and then there are other people who enter, enter politics because they're just wanting to stick their snout into the trough mm. and they're fucking going to use that position to get as much advantage as they possibly humanly can. Um, while looking at you, smiling and lying to your face, mm. and I think that's the bulk of them. I really do. I mean, you look at you. You look at all these. You, you know, look look at people people in councils. Mm. Um, look at people who the backbenchers in politics. Do you really think? You really, really think they're there for you? You really believe this? Really? I think. I, mean, I think really. some of them are. I mean, even yeah. if you look at Trump, you look, you look at someone like Trump. You think Trump's president because. Yeah, Trump's president because he wanted to notch that up, right? He he, he had a belt he, with he, a missing like, notch. He's like, right, yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to be president. I haven't achieved that yet, so that's what I'm going to do, right? Mm. But do you really think he's in there? You think he's there protecting you, the, the an America, America and Americans? You really, really think so? No, he's I not there doing that. that. I, I do. Know, he's not there doing that. I do have a question a about chance. Trump. I have a question about Trump. So think okay. think about I guess it could be relevant to New Zealand as well. They've got an election coming up towards the end of the year, October I think it is or September. America also has an election coming up. We are not going to be out of this particular crisis by that time. Doesn't matter doesn't yep. matter whether we, anyone thinks we are, we are not going to be out of it by that time. The thing I mentioned at the end of our previous podcast was that someone had had picked on something that I'd said online whereas I what I had said was if, oh, God, you blab on. Keep, sh- come on. Shut up. What I had said was 
people who are going to be anti-Trump should vote for Joe Biden. So he's now the candidate for the other side. Bernie Sanders has dropped out. There are an awful lot of Bernie Sanders people who are sad and saying they are not going to vote for Joe Biden. They might vote for the Greens. Now, what I have said is it's a two-party system over there. If you don't like Trump, you don't like his leadership, why would you not vote for Biden? And the answer that the person was saying, well, I don't like Biden either. I don't like Trump. I don't like Biden. I'd rather Bernie got in, so I'm going to vote for Green. What do you say to someone like that? Because I'll tell you what I said. What do you say to someone like that? <laughs> I've got no skin in that game. No, really, I haven't, so I haven't got, got any skin in the game either, but that's why we're in a good position to, to address it from a non-skinned, you know, outlook. Yeah, but oh, what, what, I don't know. I mean, what, what, I don't really know the, the politics. I don't really know the, the you ha- different You positions. have to have a position on Trump, though, surely. I, I don't really. I mean, How I don't know. I mean, have a position on uh, Trump. Well, what do you want me to say about on Trump? Everything. You've got a position <laughs> on what I ate for breakfast. How could you not have a position on Trump? Because I'm undecided as How, to which, whether which party he are you is... undecided about. Uh, look, I, I think Trump is in it for himself. I Isn't, absolutely. Okay, I've said you've that, already right? said that about all politicians. So tell me again, yeah. what is it that you think is good about Trump? Well, I'm happy to be corrected, but a lot of the things that he said he would do in terms of getting America's economy back on track, he has done, hasn't he? Now, no. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be corrected. So if you... No, hang no. on, hang on. He ha- makes, hang he on makes a sec. Hang on. Let me just say something before you guys go on. <laughs> I'm, 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 I haven't done any research on that's this. That's apparent, all, right? yes. So... Right, so if you guys are going to say to me, no, that's not true, their un- I'll Their unemployment's that, right? going to be 10% soon, yes, go on. Right, okay, so so okay. So on that position, I'm wrong, right? On, on that position, I'm wrong, and which means I I don't have anything further to say. If he hasn't, that that's sort of the, um, the, the thing that I thought about might be a good thing, and if you're saying, well, no, he hasn't <laughs> done that, then I can't think of a good thing. Okay, well, look, my, the way I look at it is... He is clearly racist, he's clearly sexist, he's clearly obnoxious, arrogant, he's clearly out of his depth, he clearly doesn't understand anything, he's a complete narcissist, he's not running the country for anyone other than himself, he's making enemies of people all around the world, he's making enemies of people within his own country. Do you think that if you don't agree with that, that your best option would be to vote for a third party that is never going to be elected? No, you don't think that. Mm. There is no possible answer to that. The only way you're going well, to get... If, if, if I vote for the third party that's never going to be elected, yes. does that does, does it default to Trump? No, what, what it means is that the vote on the left, and the left being the Democrats, is split between the Greens and Biden, which means Biden right. gets fewer votes, which means Trump wins. Because there's no split okay. on the right side. No one, on, no one who votes Republican is going to say, you know, Trump's not Republican enough for me, so I'm going to vote for someone. There's no one else there. It's just Trump on that side. If you, this is well, not I mean, clearly. Not, yes, clearly in that situation, you need to do whatever you can to get Trump out of office. Well, that, but that is exactly my position, and yet I'm getting comments back from people. And there was one guy's very respectful conversation I had who said that the the people 
who support Bernie don't support Biden because they don't see him as anything different to Trump. But I find that massively hard to believe or accept. Mm. And the examples they say, well, you know, he supported the Iraq war. Big freaking whoop. That's in the past. He doesn't support uh, rights for marijuana use and he's very hard on the people. You know what? Big freaking whoop. I understand it's a problem for certain communities. I understand the crime related to the drug things and whatever it is. Get some fucking perspective. Trump is a maniac. You can't you can't watch or of how's that wall going, by the way? How's the wall going? <laughs> Yeah. Seriously, I mean, as as I was trying to say to these people, and I respect their position. I understand. I I respect that they don't like their candidate, who who might be getting getting up. So Biden, they may like him, but at some point you have to realize you can be loud, you can be proud, you can be very strong on who who you support. But if that person's not going to win, why would you vote for them? If it's only this is we don't have a preferential system over there. It's not like here where a vote for the Greens will default back to Labor and so you protest, but you still kind of get your side winning anyway. It doesn't work that way over there. If you don't vote they, against the Trump for the person well, who will they, win... Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, if you choose not to vote, then you can't, you've can't. you got no position to complain, in my opinion. Mm. It's just like, shut up, you didn't contribute, I don't care. But if you hate this yeah. leader, you hate this person as much as you do and you see the damage he's doing and you're offended and disgusted... How could you possibly vote for the Greens who aren't going to change anything? How could you vote Libertarian who's not going to change? You could vote for frickin' Alf. It's not going to change anything. Make your voice heard by having someone who's not a maniac in the White House mm. and then you can contribute. Vote for a local governor or a local Senate candidate or whoever the hell it is no, who is no, from one right. of these you're smaller right. I mean, you're, you're effectively wasting your vote. You're, you're, you're exactly you're, uh... wasting your vote. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't mean yeah. you can't have these opinions, and it doesn't mean you can't be pissed off with Joe Biden not not voting for Medicare for all. But you know what? He's voting Medicare for some. Trump doesn't want the Medicare for any. It's someone said it the other day. You shouldn't let your desire for perfection. It was Anthony Albanese, the opposition leader. You shouldn't let your desire for perfection get in the way of just accepting something that's good, because. I think back to what happened with our um, uh, carbon yeah, no, that's carbon carbon trading scheme here back in in two thousand again. Kevin Rudd again, and what happened was Kevin Rudd put up a plan. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't it wasn't going to solve everything, but it was a long way down the path. The Liberals didn't want it at all. The Greens wanted something more, and because the Greens didn't get something more, they voted against it. It didn't get through, and what did we get? Nothing. So. Sometimes you have to accept good at the expense of either nothing or something that's perfect because it's an easier well, position I mean, to negotiate from. That's the from. point, you see, that and sounds, that's why... And, that sounds and, like and, a good point to end on, actually. Yeah, and, and it really closes that. shows how bad the leadership in the Greens actually is, yeah. right, in a party like the Greens because they could have gotten something and they could have gotten at least a couple of steps toward what they actually want ultimately in the end, yep. right? They could have gotten there and they didn't because they're fucking dickheads. 
right? And they're all a bunch of fucking gypsies. My, my, right? so, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, it's nice to have an ideology, but you, sometimes you have to live in the world of reality as well. That's, that's all I'm saying. Well, there is. There, there is the world of reality, and, you're, and, and, and that's what effectively what a smart leader and a smart person in general does. They look at something and say, I may not like the person that came up with that idea, and I may not like generally what they stand for, but that's still a good idea. Yep. And I'm voting We're for gonna it. Have, sometimes there's compromise, sometimes there's negotiation. It's, yeah. Anyway, yes, you're right, Audio Pete. This is a good place to finish. Thank you again. I'm not sure we've established a lot of anything like we normally don't, but it's good to shake no. our fist in the sky. Hope that hope that uh, we've pricked the bubble a little bit on this one. Um, mm. I really didn't think we were going to get much out of this, but uh, but we did. We got quite a bit, didn't we? We did. And we will. How about this? Mm. As a compromise, because I'm all for compromising, we'll go for your topic next week. How's that? Oh, uh, I may not, I may be not interested in mine anymore. By next week, <laughs> Very good. <so>. Excellent. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, thank we'll you. Have to see how we go. Thank you again, Dr. Raven. Thank you, Mike the Lama. Audio Pete, thank you. Thank you, Audio Pete. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Doctor. And uh, hopefully we will prick your bubble next week.